super fudgy. That's what you're gonna say when you take a bite of this flourless chocolate cake, which is exactly what it sounds like, a cake with no flour. This one's naturally gluten-free, but normally, or often, I make recipes that usually are gluten-free, but I turn them to gluten-free, and that's how this podcast works. I'm Carolyn, and this is the Chili Bakes Gluten-Free Podcast, the podcast where I walk you through recipes in the kitchen that I've made gluten-free or that have no gluten to begin with, and I walk you through all the steps. I give you all my tips and tricks of 20 years of baking gluten-free and 20 years of baking not gluten-free, so you get all the the good information that maybe you don't have, and hopefully it'll be a lot easier and you'll get yummy bakes, bakes that no one will know aren't gluten-free. Isn't that the cool thing? So this is the start of season two. This is episode one of season two. Super excited to have you here with me. Always excited. Thank you so much for your time and for hanging out with me. If you love this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe it. If you need more baking, more pictures, more of what Chili Bakes does, you can check out I didn't mean to talk about myself in third person. That was a little weird. But anyway, if you need more baking, more recipes, I have a website um, that my recipes from Instagram and TikTok are on there. So you can find more bakes there. The podcast is available twice a month, the first Wednesday and the third Wednesday. So you get two bakes there and those recipes are also on the website. So you should go check that out. Check out what I'm doing. Send me pictures. Say hello. I always love to see what you guys are doing. And I hope to be a help for you. That's the whole thing. Like I've been baking so long. It's ridiculous. And I love baking. But I think that I know things or I might be able to help someone with things that they don't know how to do. So let me know. Contact me. Check it out. I'd love to hear from you. And I want to see your bakes. Please send me more of your bake pictures. Baking pictures. All right. So let's get to baking. All right. We're going to start our recipe. By preheating the oven. I know it's a new year and it's a new me and I'm going to start preheating the oven when you're supposed to. So the oven needs to go to 350. You want to put the rack in the middle of the oven and 350 it is. Okay, the other thing you want to do before you really start is get your pan ready. It would be great if I had an eight inch spring form pan, but I don't. So what I did instead is I lined um, the bottom of my regular, it's a cake pan, an eight inch cake pan. Actually, I think it's nine inch, but oops, I never have the right uh, pan size, but it's pretty dang close. So I'm greasing the sides and I'll put a parchment in there so I can get this out because it's going to be a pretty fudgy bake and harder to get out. And um, spring form would be better because the bottom comes out, but since I don't have it, this is the way I'm going to start. So I'm going to put that aside and we're going to start with melting our chocolate. So I usually, people always talk about having a double boiler. I don't have a double boiler. I've been baking forever and I don't have a double boiler. It's just, I don't need that. So what I normally do, I either use the microwave to melt chocolate, but you have to do it very carefully. You need to stir frequently. Um, and the way I like to do microwave chocolate melting, if it's getting melted with butter, I put the butter in first and I melt it. It kind of gets the chocolate started. And then I stir it per periodically because you really don't want to burn it and the microwave you know, doesn't have a good history of melting or heating things evenly. So just really be careful with chocolate. The other way I melt chocolate is with, you know, sort of a makeshift double boiler. I take a smaller bowl, like a cereal bowl that fits inside a bigger bowl. And that's what I'm going to do today. And I just pour hot water in the bigger bowl. And I make sure the smaller bowl um, fits over the top of the bottom bowl so water can't get into the chocolate. If you get water in chocolate at all, it will seize and harden up. Definitely don't want that. So I'm just gonna pour hot water into my larger bowl. Because I've already boiled it. 
and I'm going to put chocolate in my bowl first. That would help me melt it. It's a cup of semi-sweet chocolate chips. I don't usually have baker's chocolate, but I always have chocolate chips, so that's why I'm using it. I'm trying to make this recipe as accessible as possible by having ingredients that everybody has, or most people have. And then two tablespoons of butter. I don't use unsalted butter, even though I know it's recommended. I hate eating unsalted butter. And if that's the only butter I have in my house and I have unsalted butter on my toast, I'm gonna lose it. So I always have salted butter, and then sometimes I adjust the salt so things aren't too salty. So two tablespoons is going in here. And then we're gonna put this in the bowl of hot water and let it melt. So it's gonna take a little bit. Um, and it's not gonna overheat in the boiling water. It just may take a few rounds of hot water to do this. Or you're definitely um, welcome to do it in the microwave as well. Okay, so the chocolate is melted. I mixed it in with the butter. It'll be smooth and shiny and then it'll get thick. It's almost like fudge texture, actually. And then we're adding the espresso. So I'm adding two teaspoons of powdered espresso to a small bowl. And then I'm gonna add two tablespoons of hot water to dissolve that. One, two. Make sure that melts, or you know, dissolves. I guess melting isn't the word. And then we're gonna add it to the chocolate. The chocolate is not gonna want this water added to it, but we're gonna, or espresso added to it, but we're gonna do it anyway. It may take a little bit of mixing, um, but it'll work. So in it goes. And then we're just gonna mix this in. And your chocolate should be, it's probably already cool. Mine is already cool, but it is butt cold in here. Maybe 68 degrees isn't butt cold to anyone else, but it's cold to me. So we're just mixing that together. And just, I'm using a spatula here and I'm just kind of squishing it in together and it's, it's loosening up a little bit as I stir it. And then we're gonna set this aside. It'll get a nice texture here. And you may need to scrape down the spatula. You are welcome to use milk instead of espresso, but I feel like it um, heightens the chocolate flavor really well. But if I was using milk, I might add a, I would add a teaspoon of vanilla instead of the two teaspoons of espresso added to two tablespoons of water. I would add two tablespoons of milk and a teaspoon of vanilla. All right, scrape you down here. Ugh. Okay. Now it's kind of like a chocolate sauce consistency. And you want it smooth. That's why I'm using a spatula. You kind of smoosh it down against the bottom. And there we go. Ooh, it's so rich and chocolatey and um, espresso a little bit. It won't taste much like coffee, but it'll just add to the flavor. And we're gonna set this aside now and get to the eggs. Okay, it's on to the eggs. We're getting the eggs. It's four large eggs that go in. And if you're not confident, put them in a bowl first. That way you can pick the shells out and you don't have, it's easier in a small bowl, what I'm trying to say. There we go. And we're gonna beat these eggs. We're gonna beat them until they get lighter in color. 
I have the uh, free range eggs, which are really, really orange. So they're not gonna, maybe not gonna quite get lemon yellow. We'll, we're just gonna lighten them up and they're gonna get some air in them. They'll get a little fluffy. And so let's start beating. Okay, that took about two and a half minutes of beating. It is a light yellow color. This would be really hard to do by hand. So this is, or with, you know, just a whisk. So this is an electric hand mixer. You could use a stand mixer so you don't have to stand here as long. It doesn't take too, too long, but just saying a stand mixer will work as well. So we're going to add sugar, salt, and cocoa powder, but we're not going to add them separately. What we're going to do is um, I'm taking a small bowl and I'm adding the sugar, the granulated sugar first to the um, small bowl. It's half a cup going in. And then I'm going to add the cocoa powder to the sugar. And the reason I'm adding the cocoa powder to the sugar is because cocoa powder has a tendency to clump. It has a tendency to get, um, you know, lumpy and not want to, once you mix it into something thicker, you get these uh, bitter lumps. I don't want bitter lumps and I don't want to sift. You know, I don't like sifting. So you could sift it. You could sift all these ingredients together, the sugar, the salt, and the cocoa powder. That would be great. I don't want to sift. So what I'm going to do is add the cocoa powder to the sugar and make sure the lumps are out, add the salt, and then add it to the eggs. So we're using Hershey's Special Dark. We're adding two tablespoons. One. And two. I don't want to add too much cocoa powder because I don't want the cake too dry. But I think the the richness that cocoa powder adds is, is really um, well worth adding. And then the salt. We're doing half a teaspoon. Okay. And then we're mixing this. And I had a fork, and I don't know where it went. And of course, my bowl is too small, so it's going to take me a minute. But I want to mix it till it's all, you know, almost like when you make cinnamon sugar, and all the lumps are out, and it's a... a homogeneous mix of stuff. I'm going to get a bigger bowl. This is just lame. Hang on. All right, we're mixing the sugar and cocoa powder together. And then we're going to add that to the eggs. Okay, we're just going to turn on the beater and on low because you don't want cocoa powder everywhere and mix this in. I'm just going to start pouring it in. Scrape the bowl. If I can find a rubber spatula. My life. I have so many rubber spatulas. I can't find a rubber spatula. Hang on. I guess when you bake all the time, they're always dirty. Okay. I'm going to scrape the sides. You could have used a whisk to do this, which would have been great too. It's a very loose uh, batter. And um, we're going to add the chocolate to this. If the chocolate's going in, I'm using a rubber spatula to get it out. The, the melted chocolate butter espresso mixture is going into the egg mixture. And you'll need to scrape the bowl because it sticks to everything. All right. Okay, and then we're just, I'm using a rubber spatula to mix it. One's a little heavier and thicker and one's much lighter. So it's going to feel like you're not doing anything for a while, and then it'll eventually come together. And then we're just going to pour it in the pan and stick the sucker in the oven. 
Ooh, it is so deep and chocolatey. Oh my gosh. Okay, this looks good. Scrape the bowl on the bottom to make sure there's no heavy bits in there. And where did I put my pan? Dang, where did I? How could I? Oh, there it is. All right. And in it goes to the pan. The pan it goes. And we're baking it for about 20 minutes. It's going to get somewhat of a crust on the top, but not look totally done. All right. In it goes. Let's get this thing out of the oven. I'm gonna let it cool for a while. It's a little puffed, but it will fall. Okay, so we're gonna unmold this. I run a um, spatula, rubber spatula around the edge of the pan, and now it's loosened. It's cooled about 10 minutes. And then we're gonna uh, dump it out onto a plate so it's gonna be upside down. And now your parchment is on the top. We're gonna carefully peel that off. And then once we do that, we're gonna put it onto another plate and it's gonna be right side up. Okay. Now we're just dusting it with uh, dark cocoa powder. So are you using a small strainer? just doing a thin dusting. If you do too much, cocoa powder is pretty bitter and you don't really want that. And then I'm going to do a little raspberries, maybe some whipped cream. You could do um, ice cream. Yum. It's a very thin, rich cake. It's kind of fudgy. It's like a little bit like a brownie, a little bit like a fudgy brownie. So however you want to garnish, it's great. Okay, let's cut this sucker. It's thick and fudgy. It's um, a little bit crackly on the top. It's very thin. It's like three quarters to a half an inch thin, uh, but it's very rich. So I'm putting uh, whipped cream on mine. I dusted it with um, garnish sugar. That's not what it is. It's called cocoa powder. Anyway, I'm using barely sweetened real whipped cream and some fresh strawberries, and they just look beautiful. Okay, so here we go. Let's try the bite. Mm. This is rich. Mm. It is so dark and fudgy. It's um, it's like a brownie, but it's not chewy. It's fudgy, but not chewy. Uh, and it's really rich chocolate. It tastes really good with the whipped cream that's barely sweetened and the tart raspberries. Mm. It's so easy. Mm. It's very good. Mm. Mm. Really good together with that. Yum, yum. This is just delicious. I hope you try it. Mm. I gotta stop eating it. Mm. Simple, quick, delicious, a treaty kind of dessert, something special you don't have all the time. I love this bake because it it's, can be made very quickly, very easily with things most people have in their cabinets. It's not difficult to make. We're not separating eggs. We're not doing anything crazy. 
So that's what I love about it. It's the perfect Valentine's Day, I was going to say gift. I guess it could be a gift, <laughs> dessert for you and your family or your sweetie. Anybody who's a diehard chocolate lover will love this. Really good with ice cream, really good with coffee ice cream, vanilla ice cream. I guess you could triple chocolate it. You could put chocolate sauce. You could put caramel on it. You could make raspberry sauce. I mean, there's no end to the ways you could eat this thing, but it's very rich. So a pretty thin slice will do you. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode and love this bake as much as I did. Our next episode drops. Oh gosh. Now I have to look for the calendar. Wait, I'm going to get to the calendar here. It drops Wednesday. I'm looking. The 18th. Is that right? Am I in the wrong month? Dang it. I'm always in the wrong month. Wednesday, that would be the 15th, not the 18th. We're doing a pavlova, a pavwata. Yeah, most people that I know of have never heard of a pavlova. And maybe with the internet, a lot more people have. But a friend of ours uh, came to stay from New Zealand. He was actually an exchange student, and he came to stay with my parents when, um, I guess he came, no, he came to dinner all the time when I was young. And he was from New Zealand. And this was a dessert they made that I'd never had before. So pavlova is basically a sweetened meringue shell that you put yummy stuff in. You put fruit, you put whipped cream. Oh my gosh, it's so good because it's crispy and light and crunchy and super sweet and sort of marshmallowy in the middle. So I'm making a citrus pavlova, unless the citrus gods say no and you don't have any good citrus, then I'll pick a different fruit. But, but that's what I'm planning on. So in a couple weeks, I'll be making the citrus pavlova. Thank you so much for joining me in the kitchen. So honored to have you with me. As always, it's going to make me choke up because I'm sappy. What can I say? That's just how I am. Anyway, if you get, I was going to say lonely, if you want to check out my baking more often than twice a month, check me out on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. Good gracious. And um, there are more recipes in the blog section of my, I was going to say podcast, of my website for my podcast. So all the episodes are there with those recipes but also other recipes are there as well. Anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me in the kitchen today. I hope you enjoy this lovely bake as much as I did. Until then, have fun in the kitchen. Thanks. Bye.